0: Church Solutions Podcast. My name is Phil Thompson. And I am Steve Lacey. And uh, we won't tell you what we've been doing the last two hours trying to make our our uh, podcast work, <laughs> but we're, we're so technically we, we're gifted huh? Gifted that we, we finally figured got it out. To figure it, out yeah. it took us two hours, but we figured it out. Well, not exactly. We had other stuff going. My name is Phil. we oh, already said who we were, didn't we? We did. I'm confused here. So we're a company called JSL Solutions. We bring you streamingchurch.tv, which is streaming video. We bring you mobile apps under the label of churchapplive.com. And we also have MyFlock com, which is church management systems, website templates, and all that good stuff. So uh, enough of that stuff. Thank you for spending a little bit of time with us today. And Steve, what are we going to talk about so today? So
1: today you've got some really juicy stuff. We're going to talk about 10 church technology stats
0: that will surprise you. So we want to bring this up today because I, I think it's good for all of us to look at some of these stats and just kind of see where we're at as churches. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you are probably— you know, uh, you know, a pastor or associate pastor or a volunteer that's very key, and you're, you know, helping your church out with, uh, you know, streaming or whatever it is you're doing. And so it would be good to look at these stats just to kind of get an idea of, you know, here's what supposedly everybody's doing out there. <laughs> and they're all very surprising. They're, so, yeah, they're, they're for surprising me they stats. Were, yes. so, so let's just go ahead and, and jump into it. Um, Steve, let's take us to the first stat. So number one,
1: it's 46% of church leaders discourage the use of technology at their church. Wow, 48%
0: or 46%. Almost, but that's, I can't read my glasses, but that's almost half of the church leaders discourage the use of technology in their church. So in other words, uh, the the other stat that goes along with that is 35% believe that it's becoming too much about technology. This is from Tyndale University. Yeah. Wow. I would
1: think that those might've been switched around, but, uh, cause yeah, yeah the fact that, that church
0: leaders are discouraging the use of technology at their church. So wh- why do you think that is? Well, according, you know, again, the stat that's kind of right next to it is, you know, 35% believe it's too much about technology. I think there's probably this idea out there that, uh, maybe people are, um, they feel like it's taken away from the personal connection maybe? Yeah, I don't I'm know. Not, um, I'm not sure. That's a good question to ask everybody out there. Maybe send us a, send us your feedback on this. Why do you think that 46% of church leaders are discouraging the use of technology at yeah, their church? Yeah, It could and, be a uh, distraction from well, their main mission. I'm just know.
1: trying to read behind the I'm just. Yeah. It surprises me because I haven't met 40%.
0: 46% of church leaders that are discouraging. But again, um, that stat that's right next to it, 35% believe that it's becoming too much about technology. Yeah, so, so, the,
1: so the difference there, the 11% of those that just are technically just don't want to deal with it well, and don't want people at their church to deal with it.
0: You know, I, I think, uh, we, again, this would be good feedback for our our listeners. Uh, send us an email, support at streamingchurch.tv. We'd love to hear what you think about this. I, I think that uh, there's there's maybe an underlying current with some of the people of pastoral ministries saying, you know, it's about relationships, it's about one-on-one, it's about face-to-face. Yeah, and I think as we
1: go through these, I mean, I know these were surprising to me, so we're probably not going to have— real good answers for why they are I don't know because they're like well, otherwise they would have they wouldn't be so surprising but yeah that's amazing 46% Well the good news is 54%
0: <laughs> are encouraging it or at least Yes are encouraging they, the use of they, technology well, I don't yeah. know if they're encouraging but they at least they're not discouraging people right. Interesting stat All right now let's move on
1: So number 2 and this has to do with the social network arena Right and it says 77% of churches are
0: using Twitter. So, uh, that's, I'm a little surprised that many churches are, uh, but here's the other side note to this. Twitter was the second most used platform and they're coming under uh, Facebook is number one and they say 98%, almost 99% uh, of churches are using Facebook. Those are those that are using social media. Okay, right. I think we need to define that. Uh, and they're using Facebook above blogs, Instagram, Pinterest, and Google Plus. So, uh, so the, uh, of, of churches using social media platforms, seventy-seven percent. Is that the is that the qualification
1: for this? I yeah. read that as seventy-seven percent are using, or the ninety-eight percent of churches were using. I
0: don't Facebook. think that's true.
1: Well, ninety-eight percent,
0: ninety-eight who who are on social media platforms.
1: Oh just I would say ninety-eight percent are using. I don't know. It depends how you read this, right?
0: There's a lot of churches out there that are not. Well, the source is Roar, R-O-A-R. But I I guess the way I read that stat is there's, I I don't think all the churches out there are using Facebook. I mean, I know a lot of churches that aren't.
1: I, I don't well, think You they know are. the one percenters then, right? Because it says ninety-nine
0: percent. I, I read this as it that if you are using social media, so if your church is using, using social oh, social okay. media, I
1: wouldn't qualify in it that all way. All right. Because well, it well, does well, just state 77% of churches right. are using Twitter.
0: Well, we've got a stat and under this, and that is uh when it comes to whatever this is, uh there's a large degree of churches, over forty percent are are using blogs for social media. Uh-huh. Uh Instagram, we mentioned earlier, is under twenty percent. Uh so is can't read this here, Pinterest, Pinterest. Pinterest. And then uh, Google is uh under ten yeah, percent. Google or right at ten percent. right at ten percent. Google right. uh Google plus. Right. So uh, which doesn't surprise me a bit.
1: Yeah, that that piece doesn't surprise me. Yeah. I guess the, the point they wanted to say was 77% of people are using Twitter. Because, yeah, that that's a little surprising. I wouldn't have thought it would have been that
0: high. I think, yeah, that is kind of high.
1: So that's a good thing. Yeah, I think so. So we got the um, uh, 46% discouraging the use of technology and
0: 77% are using Twitter. Yeah. And then our third surprising stat, at least one-third of all churches are using video clips during worship. Now, that, I guess, surprises me a little bit. That it's uh, so that low? It's that. No, that I think, well, I don't know, let me rethink that. I'm I, i I'm surprised that that many churches huh. are using video clips during the yeah, worship Yeah, that's service. true. I'm surprised. Yeah. Uh, over a third are using PowerPoint or a similar presentation, uh, some kind of software during worship. So, like, my church uses a. Uh, pro-presenter, uh, what's your church use? Uh, you, uh,
1: media Shout. Media Shout. Yes. Uh, Took me a second to
0: remember but video clips But video clips. Video clips uh,
1: during worship. During worship service. Yeah, well, uh, that would be. That would be pretty.
0: Yeah, well, video
1: that, clips during worship. That, oh, when we that surprises me. That during the teaching, I can definitely see it.
0: But, okay, let me back up here though, Steve. I, I think they're defining worship service as the entire package. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, yeah I got so, you. So, it's the entire package. Right. It's not just the music. Right. It's, it's the speaking. Okay. The, yep. The, the quote preaching or teaching. And this is according to the, the clergy. clergy journal. The clergy journal. Um, so video clips. Uh, so we do that. We we my church. We actually use try to use an intro video clip to. Mm-hmm. to so we do music, and then after the music is done, we have a little transition, and we have a little clip that kind of runs presenting. The topic we we do mostly topical stuff. So the topic that we're on, there's a little video clip, right? You know, yeah, That says what well,
1: we've resorted be. to doing um video announcements. Oh,
0: that's good. So yeah. that's another. I think, yeah, yeah, it's kind of a neat way. I think video announcements are actually a good thing. Uh We we do we ever talk about that? We 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 I think we did when we talked about church announcements once.
1: Yeah, time. I most, think it's I think it's a great idea because you can yeah. not only use it on Sunday and it's. You know how long it's going to last and you know what's in it, but you can also use it in other places. You can stick yeah, it on the web. And, exactly. Yeah.
0: Well, and, and let's let's face it. Most of the churches out there are doing it wrong. They're doing announcements wrong. Oh, yeah. Most of them are doing announcements wrong. Too much, wrong. Too it's much too time. Much, it's and too long. And too detailed. Usually disorganized. And yeah. But anyhow. All right. So a third of the churches out there, all churches are using video clips during their services. To some degree. So So that's number three. Yeah. All right.
1: Moving right along. Moving right along. Number four, 92% of churches agreed that Facebook was the most effective social media platform
0: for member engagement and interaction. Um, I would agree with that just from my own experience. Right. Um, Facebook definitely has taken over a lot of things, and there's other people trying to get into the race. They're trying to get into the pie. Uh, Twitter was said to be only 22% effective. Again, course, again, the source for this is Roar. This is for member engagement and interaction. Yeah. yeah. So those using social media platform, they, they think 92% uh, is Facebook. Eh, you know, I, yeah, I This, isn't, that this one's be, not too surprising to me. Yeah. I would find, if you're going to use social media, yeah. Uh, Facebook seems to really do really well there with that. And they're working on things all the time. Right. Yeah. All right. Moving right along.
1: Number five, 74% of church members read the Bible electronically.
0: Now, oh, that surprises me.
1: 74% are reading the Bible on their phone or tablet or computer. So, And then the, the, to go along with that, the other stat, 21% of churches discourage reading the Bible electronically.
0: Yeah, that kind of bothers me a little bit.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure yeah, why that would be so high. I've not heard any reason for for not reading it electronically?
0: I, you <laughs> what know, would
1: be a reason for to discourage using the Bible electronically. I, I can yeah. only I can think of just lots of reasons to read the Bible electronically.
0: You, you know, can take your Bible
1: with you everywhere now.
0: Well, yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know. It could go back to our very first dad, <laughs> people discouraging the use of technology. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. Uh, you know, I have been uh, involved in so many churches over the years, and, and I've had a lot of exposure to different groups. Uh, and, and even with what we do with our company, you know, we have lots of different churches that, that work with us and stream with us and use our platforms. And and, and there's a variety of different ideas out there. Yeah, it is uh, interesting. We've got,
1: we're going through, um, you know, we have life groups, small groups mm-hmm. at our church. And it's interesting. We've had a kind of a change of our group kind of broke into two different groups and then brought in some new people and stuff. It's interesting. The uh, The last semester in the small group, I would say 90% of the people had the Bible electronically. Wow. And now we've got another group, and I would say 70% are bringing a paper Bible.
0: Yeah. So it's swung the other way. You know, I don't think there's any right or wrong. That's that's where I'm at on these things, is there's no right or wrong answer, in my opinion. If, if you're more comfortable reading your Bible— you know, reading your grandmother's Bible, uh, you know, but well, I mean, I have a Bible from, it goes back to, uh, uh, you know, the 1930s like and, uh, right? Or you have a Gutenberg well, page out of one of the well, I have a page here out of one, yeah. But I mean, you know, it's all about what you're comfortable doing. And I, I, there are, I guess there's times where I like to sit down with a cup of coffee, uh, and open up uh, a pa- Bible and, and feel the
1: pages. I did just, uh, another, I was thinking another reason why, or one reason why people would, I could see them discouraging. Actually, my wife mentioned this too. Um, before the Bible was on our phone, is you you had to, it was more important to remember the books of the Bible so you oh. could find things in the, in your Bible <laughs> right. when you have a paper Bible. And it's just so easy now on your Uh, on your phone or electronic device. You don't have to memorize the books of the Bible in order. Yeah, because
0: we all know that if you can memorize the books of the Bible, you're more spiritual (laughs) if you do that. I'm being facetious here. Yes. Well, yeah, I, I don't know, but I think it's personal preference. Maybe that'll preference. be a lost art. Yeah, I it's just personal preference. I, I don't know. I I just, you know, like I said, there's there's times I'm in a mood to, you know, put on a smoking jacket and <laughs> light my pipe and, <laughs> and you know, read and, s- and touch songs the pages or and, something. You know, I don't know. But, uh, and uh, a lot of, you know,
1: the other people may say, well, you can't underline and you can't, well, you can on actually the Actually, you can. Yeah. Yes.
0: You can. No. <laughs> but,
1: but it, it depends not, on the app, I guess. I yeah. Don't it's not quite as easy as grabbing the pen and highlighting. Interesting. So, that's anyway, interesting. So that's uh, that's number five. 74% of church members read the Bible electronically.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: we ready to move some, on? Yeah, or? I was
0: just looking at some other things on this page here that I printed. Um 99% of churches use sound equipment at their church. <laughs> okay. Uh, these are some uh, extra stats here, I guess. Yeah. That we didn't talk about 12%. Almost 13% of churches discourage the use of stage lighting. <laughs> Ooh, now that's interesting. Almost 13% discourage the use of stage lighting. Why? Why would that be? I, I don't, don't understand. Know. Uh, what else are we reading here? 74% of church members read the Bible electronically. Yeah, we, uh, we just talked did. about we that. We have talked about that. I'm sorry. I've I've got a little graphic here that I'm looking at, so I probably
1: yeah. Uh, and this is all from Tyndale University. Yes. And these are, I assume,
0: I mean a lot is a very recent yeah. Um, data. Yeah, they're pretty recent. Yeah, they're yeah. very recent. I can't remember where I found this. I when we're talking about podcast subjects and stuff, I'm digging around. All right, let's move on. So 20%. Here's a new one. 27% of churches don't make any. Absolutely no use of the internet. One more than a quarter of churches make no use
1: of the internet. Huh. Wow! And this includes fifty-three percent of Protestant churches have, that have no website, and eighty-two percent that don't have an email adri- uh, email newsletter.
0: Wow! So these, these stats are all over the map. Uh, well,
1: that's I think fifty-three percent of the. Of the twenty percent, twenty seven percent, is okay. kind of what they must be talking about,
0: right? Well, there's different. They, they, what a pro, pro, Protestant churches here. Oh,
1: Protestant churches, yeah. yeah. That is just amazing. Twenty,
0: yeah, yeah. Huh.
1: more you than know, one in four don't make any use of the internet.
0: Um, well, yeah, okay. I, I was going to read something, but it kind of goes into our next, our next source here, uh, and that's the next point here. Fifty eight percent of churches provide internet access to their staff. So I guess that means that if you're working as a staff person at the church facility, they give you internet they access. Give you access. 58% which means what? 42% don't.
1: <laughs> yeah. You
0: want on the internet, you got to bring your own, <laughs> you got to bring your own hot, your little, little hotspot, hotspot huh? card or whatever. This is the clergy journal. Now I was just talking to somebody about this the other day. Because I, you can I, see where this stat may be a dated stat, but for today, if this is a current stat,
1: then it makes it really surprising.
0: Yeah, I don't. Uh, I was talking to somebody about uh, preparing messages because I, I speak at my church usually once a month, sometimes a little bit more, and you know it used to be when I spoke at my church, uh, anytime I would speak back in the seventies and even the nineteen eighties. And even in the early 1990s, I would have just a, uh, my kitchen table would be just stacked with references, concordances, uh, you know, commentaries, oh, to do, several to different prepare. Bibles. Uh-huh. And I would prepare, it would take, you know, I would be preparing a message. And it, I had all these things stacked on my table, uh, you know, papers, different notepads and stuff. And now when I prepare a message, I can find resources online and I can do it in, in a fraction of the amount of time. Mm-hmm. And if I want to look up a Greek word, uh, you know, I don't have to pull out my Greek lexicon anymore. I can just go online right, and find the Greek word and find how to pronounce it, how, you know, what it means, I, all, everything. I mean, literally just, I mean, the internet for me, when I'm preparing a message. Is everything. It's just, it just makes my life so much easier. Right. And, uh, and if I want to look at commentaries, I could just go online. I don't, I look at them occasionally. Well, you can see. get your
1: sermon from somewhere else on the internet as well. you can even well. do that. You can
0: actually <laughs> steal your sermon. Well, actually there's places that well, you, you can- steal, you can purchase You something. can purchase people's sermons. Yes. And, uh, and you can, you can take their outline and you can use your own thing. Uh, I don't know that's necessarily wrong depending on- on, you know, what you're doing with it and stuff. But anyhow, uh, so 58% of churches provide internet access. Okay. All right, let's move on.
1: So that was number seven. Number eight, 46% of churches say that limited staff time prevents them from providing more online content and services.
0: I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, that's that's not a big surprise to me at all. So what they're saying is is almost half the churches out there say they're limited staff. limited staff time
1: prevents prevents them them.
0: from providing more online. So in other words, you know, we're always preaching here about, you know, you should do this and you you, folks, you should be on Facebook. And we were always, you and I are always talking about making content available. Oh, oh, okay. That's, uh, that's how I read it.
1: Yeah, that's right. It it took me a second to digest this one.
0: But, uh, yeah, you gotta look these over before we go on. But, uh, the, uh, I understand that because there's only so much time in a day, and you really have to schedule things you know to make to make the time to put your stuff so this is talking websites, yeah this probably. Is
1: providing online content and services yeah, so they
0: websites
1: so they you know the um, the top reason why they don't provide more was limited staff limited time. Staff. The next one was um financial resources, which yeah, 41%, is forty one percent
0: yeah they blame
1: limited financial resources, yeah
0: oh, okay. I, I guess, I mean, you can do a lot with social yeah. media without
1: a lot without of, money. of money. Yeah, 39% cite limited volunteer time yep. and 35% um, claim a lack of interest or a demand.
0: Well, I don't know if I, I don't know if I agree with that last one. Lack of interest or demand. So in other words, they're saying that nobody cares. So why I, do it? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's true. I think people, you know, we've said this a lot. I, I've seen it in my own experiences. You know, people, they're they're going to check out your church. Right.
1: They're they're going to go online
0: online content they want to see, or even the people we have that are regular members. They check our, they check our newsletter. They check our website for updates on things, Mm -hmm. events. So I, yeah. All right. Well. Okay.
1: All right. So number nine on our list. Number nine. Only 13% of churches have a way for people to submit prayer requests online.
0: This is probably one of your pet peeves, right?
1: Yeah. And you would, yeah, since we offer those services and have for... <laughs> 20 uh, years. Uh, not 20 years, but over a decade. So, um, yeah, but only 13% of churches have a way for people to submit their prayer requests online.
0: So we uh, we, you know, again, for my church... I know your church does this too. There, people can submit a prayer request and we have people that, you know, we don't have a bunch of people doing it, but we've got people that do it. Uh, I think it's a good thing. Um, I think it should be available. It's not that hard to do today. There's, there's different, uh, platforms you can use. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can even use your content, your contact form. Uh, if you've got a website and you have a, you could, if you, you could even use it. You could use your contact form and say, hey, put your prayer to, request here online. Uh, we have a a deal on the app and also
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: we have a, like a prayer board with our yep. company.
1: Yep. That's true. It's surprising that.
0: But um, I don't know. Maybe people, 87% do not have any
1: way to submit prayer requests yeah. online.
0: Yeah. See, I, I think that's a stat that that's people a, really need to Yeah, look
1: at we're really missing a great yeah, opportunity exactly. here. Exactly,
0: yeah, because people, everybody's online today. I know, well, all right, so moving so right along. That is last, number nine. Number nine. nine. And the number 10 would be 78% of churches are using a cloud-based church management system. I know this gets your dandruff riled up because MyFlock.com was probably the first cloud-based church management system. If
1: somebody out there that can let me know a system that was developed prior to the summer of 2001 that was a cloud-based management system, I'd really like to hear about them.
0: So MyFlock.com is part of our company. Uh, JSL Solutions says myflock.com and, and has streamingchurch.tv and church. Yeah, it was
1: interesting stuff. having to I mean back I mean now everybody says it was the cloud, the cloud and not everybody knows what it's about, but they've at least heard of the cloud and heard other people talking about the cloud.
0: Well we've got a couple minutes. Tell us what it is.
1: <laughs> well my point I was going management.
0: to make was it was really
1: challenging back in two thousand one saying this is a in so many words, this is a cloud-based management system. And what is a cloud? You know, What does that mean? Well, it basically means that um, it's kind of like uh, you can get to it from anywhere you can get on the internet. It's probably the primary feature of it. So it's a centralized system that's accessible from anywhere. So it's running off on a cloud server on a server somewhere up in, Cyberspace right. that's managing all your data. That's kind of what it's all about. Way it's just in the yeah. All your data is not stored locally on your on your local computer mm-hmm. or in a filing cabinet up at church. It mm-hmm. is available right. anywhere you can get to a web browser. So and it's got all the same features. So that cloud management, cloud-based church management, basically just means where it's hosted and how you can get to it. Mm-hmm. So uh, before you would be there was I mean it's interesting that um good friends with a dentist and before there was cloud-based management systems, he would either have to go into his dental office and, and fire up his computer or the thing that was really popular that he thought was really cool was being able to remote in over the phone lines mm-hmm. and, and tie into the computer that was up in his dental office. So now that that data is available on the internet right. with proper access.
0: Well, my church, uh, When I came over, we started using MyFlock cloud-based and they were just using QuickBooks, I think. And they they weren't even using a cloud version of QuickBooks. Yeah. (laughs) QuickBooks
1: has gone through that migration as well initially when we started using them. But now I think primarily all the new financial offerings you hear about on the radio or TV are all cloud-based.
0: Yeah. We actually still use QuickBooks for something. We print four or five pages every month of reports, but we use MyFlock to record everything and do all that stuff. Anyhow, yeah. so okay. It's
1: interesting. I mean, those. It was. Uh, I was at a um, conference way back near the beginning, and it was interesting that, well, there was a couple of things. We had a booth, and one of the old established uh, church management system people came over. Number one, What struck me was how rude they were to me, (laughs) which I was like, Oh, these are, you know, and, um, my fellow Christians, they should be nice to me. Yes. They're, they're a Christian company. They (laughs) should be nice to me. And then the other thing is they're like, Oh, you guys with, I see you guys, you fly by nights that come through here all the time. You got these newfangled things going on. And because we had a cloud based management system, and ironically, it, you know, they were. They were mocking initially, and now, yes, they too offer a cloud based management system. (laughs) Took them about six or eight years to kind of recognize it as where things are going. Well, you you've always been on the
0: cutting edge and it's my to my detriment usually. Well, that's <laughs> I can't remember how somebody said it one time, but when you're on the cutting edge, you're out there on a limb. Yeah. <laughs> and indeed. uh we did that even on Christian Radio and I started Christian Radio, we were on the cutting edge in a lot of our programming and uh yeah. now it's mainstream, but back when we were doing it, we were fighting for listeners, so to speak. Because we were cutting edge. And people uh, yeah. were like, oh, what, what kind of music is that? Anyhow, all right, we're out of so time. So anyway, 78%
1: are using cloud-based management. so yeah. I guess that's not too surprising given today. No, that
0: should be... Yeah, it means 20% or more aren't, but, you know. Uh, All right, so we're out of time. We'd love to hear your feedback on this stuff, these stats. We threw out a lot of stats, but it'd be awesome to hear what you think about some of those. And if you agree or disagree on some of those, send us an email, support at streamingchurch.tv. Check us out on iTunes. Look for Church Solutions Podcast. Check us out on YouTube. Uh, The audio portion is on there if you just look for streamingchurch.tv. And we're also on newmediaministries.tv and we're all over the place. I don't know. So anyhow, we're out of time, Steve. All right. So till next week. Till next week. Thanks for listening, folks. You guys have yourself a great day. He's Steve Lacey. I'm Phil Thompson. We will catch you next time on another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast.